I'm really sorry that you went through that. Have you had investigation? Uh, no. Okay, so I'm gonna debunk that myth. Mm. <laughs> the sperm's hanging around. And Where? <laughs> The concept of syncing up yeah. with, yeah. with your friends. I remember at yeah. school, one of us on our period, the next day, it's like a pack of werewolves that, or something. That, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a real thing? you think that it might be a condition, please keep pushing for it. You lose a teaspoon amount of blood. Wrong. I do about 17 ladles. <laughs> that is 17 so ladles? Hi guys, welcome back to Tia at Four. I'm Christy. And I'm Lauren. And welcome back to 49 Revolutions Body Literacy Series. Yay! This week we are covering periods. And not just that bleeding week, we're talking everything. The bit in between, the bit before, the bit after. The emotions, the, the hormones. whole shebang. The whole shebang, yes. Right, so we spoke to Dr. Aziza Sesse, who walked us through how tracking can actually empower us, empower our lives, empower yeah. the people around us, our partners. Mm-hmm. How we can hack our cycle. Yeah. I think for me, what was quite interesting is not comparing yourself to other women. Coming from a girl's school, me especially, it's like every girl's going through their period. So you're thinking this person's period's normal. Maybe mine's abnormal. But no, it's all about learning about your own body and knowing your own cycle for yourself. My favourite fact was that period pain has actually been likened to the pain threshold of a heart attack. Yes. Which I can believe. Tried and tested here, yeah. me. I am patient zero. <laughs> but I think the worst of it all, that um, erectile dysfunction is actually researched five times more than uh, PMS, premenstrual syndrome, right. Yeah, which is all the more reason it's good to have these conversations. Mm. So we really enjoyed it and we hope you do too. Enjoy. So today we're joined with Dr. Aziza Sese. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Okay. Uh, would you mind just telling our audience what you do? What's your job? All right, my favorite question. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm Dr. Aziza Sesay. So I'm an NHS GP, a GP educator, an honorary senior clinical lecturer. I'm also a host, a speaker, and I run a platform called Talks with Dr. Sesay, which is all about health awareness, advocacy, empowerment, and I do general health, but there is a specific focus on women's and gynecological health so i'm really excited to have our conversation today yeah so are we i mean also you document a lot of this stuff on social media mm-hmm. what is the hope in kind of making those informative videos especially for our generation i think we're scrollers rather than go to the gp yeah <laughs> yeah come and see me I <laughs> The truth of the matter is what I'm finding is that a lot of the times people are not coming forward to see us. And particularly during the pandemic and Mm -hmm. lockdown, it was getting to a point where everyone was scared of going in to see the doctor because nobody wanted to catch COVID. Right. Um, And people were consuming their health information from social media and WhatsApp groups and all of that. And I was really concerned because there's a lot of health misinformation that's out there. Right. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know what? Let me try and get the information out there in a fun and engaging manner. So I was already doing talks, but then I got pregnant because that was one of the things that we were doing during lockdown as well. (laughs) 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 Yeah. And then the the vomiting nausea, I couldn't do it anymore. So instead I started creating fun videos, like really short ones to get your attention. And the fact of the matter is it was to try and remove the taboo and the stigma and the shame and the embarrassment that's around particularly anything women's and gynecological health and also to get people to start to question things like oh okay my periods are really heavy oh that's not normal Mm. or things like cervical screening oh i need to attend that at 
um, does it saves my life? It could save my life. It could prevent mm-hmm. cancer. You know, all these things that some people consider basic knowledge is yeah. not out there. And it's just to hopefully change impact and save lives. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I think what we were both on the same page about <laughs> is kind of, we need to go back to basics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on a personal level, I've just come off the pill for the first time in 11 years. I don't even know what a natural cycle looks like as yeah. an adult. So I guess my question to you is how do we start from the beginning with understanding that? Yeah, that's a really good question. And welcome to the There's nothing wrong with taking the pill for that mm-hmm. long. And again, everything needs to be about your choice. Now, the, you use the word natural. So I, I would just say, I would say what's normal for you as an individual. It's sure. about understanding your cycle Mm. how it works for you what your periods are like and knowing what exactly we mean when we say cycles so i know you guys are asking me questions but i'm curious to start off with to ask you guys this question okay all right no pressure (laughs) all right so is this true or false? Mm. Menstrual cycles are supposed to last between two to seven days, something like that. That's what I was taught in school. Yeah, mm. yeah true. Literally, I think it's true. But does Please menstrual think. cycle mean period or does ah, that? Ooh. She got the trick question. She's listening. She's listening. <laughs> okay, okay. 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 Right. So that's my answer. Maybe no. Yes. The answer is no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes okay so yeah that's a trick question and everybody falls for it because Mm. everyone uses the term menstrual Mm. cycle interchangeably with period Period. yeah Yeah. menstrual cycle is the whole cycle yeah so it's a series of physiological changes that happens to your body yeah right in preparation for potential pregnancy Mm. and it typically lasts around 28 days but it varies between individuals and it can last between 21 to 35 days right cool. the whole well, there's cycle there's only 30 days in a month <laughs> what do you yeah. mean it's not a whole month some people right. it can last shorter than a month and some yeah. people it can yeah. last longer than a month and that might be their normal that's why i said the first thing mm. is understanding your normal so yeah the menstrual cycle basically is the first day of your period to the day before your next period all yeah. right okay yeah and um when i say that even on an individual basis it can the Length can also vary, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, it because it's impacted by stress, weight loss, illness, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so it's important to know that's the menstrual cycle, right? So yeah. when we talk about periods, that's part of the menstrual cycle called menstruation, which is literally the part where you bleed. Right. All right. And the reason that that happens is because, again, hormonal changes. The reason that menstrual cycle happens at all is because of hormonal changes. So at the very start of the cycle, we have a drop in our sex hormones. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to bring out this. uh, (laughs) Your little friend. My favorite. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, the reason I was showing you this is just basically to say that at the start of the cycle, we already have a thickened endometrial lining or womb lining. Okay. Yeah. When the levels of the hormones drop, that's what comes out as period blood. It's We're literally just shedding the lining. Go so I, I guess it's a perfect opportunity to break one of the first myths, which is that, oh, you know, period blood is dirty or it means you're getting rid of toxins and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. No, yeah. you're literally just getting rid of your womb lining. Yeah. <laughs> that is it. You know, your womb lining and it's mixed with some cervical mucus and vaginal 
discharge that's it yeah right? it's not dirty it's nothing to be embarrassed about more than 50 percent of the world's population goes through it at yeah. some point in their lives so yeah you know? i think it's um funny you highlight this like the purpose of this body literacy campaign is that we don't know what's actually going on in there and i couldn't explain mm. that to you but i could tell you the side effects mm. why why is it that we've got to this age and a lot of us just maybe have forgot that stuff from school or yeah. need a refresher of what's going on yeah. down there yeah. is the conversation just not around very much i don't know so personally what i've found is that it's just not spoken about enough mm -hmm. there's a lot of shame there's a lot of embarrassment there's a lot of stigma there's yeah. a lot of taboo and often when we use these words vulva vagina um clitoris it makes people feel so uncomfortable Squeamish. and it's yeah. like why right. they're literal body parts yeah. their names of literal body parts you know yeah. and often we use euphemisms as well which again perpetuates that shame yeah. and another thing that i have found and not just me a lot of us content creators especially in the women's health and gynecological reproductive health space or sex space mm -hmm. we have found that we get censored a lot i've been censored multiple times just because i've used the word vulva or vagina wow. or clitoris even periods yeah <laughs> really yeah so those sort of things make it so difficult because you know patriarchy doesn't help and it's just the people with the power they don't want us to have these conversations so we don't have it right. even using the word period i mean they didn't say it in american tv until the 1980s just to say the word period and often people are too embarrassed to say that word. Yeah. They, they use words like, I mean, what, what are the other words they use for period? Like, Blob. I mean, I've never used <laughs> time that of in the my month. I call it Tom. What? Period, Tom. Time of the month. Yeah. Oh, time of the month. Yeah, I've never Tom. heard of that. I'm my Tom. Tom That's Blob. a man's name. I'm not on board. <laughs> no. Even Tom so Blob. much as something as small as like hiding a tampon when you're going to the toilet. It's yeah. just, it's just a bit of a, there's no shame around it, but I think it's seen, it needs to be a private thing. Yeah. yeah. Still. And it, and it doesn't have to be a private thing. And it mm. doesn't just affect women and people who menstruate. It affects everybody. You right. know what I mean? Um, it will affect you directly as an individual, obviously, but also indirectly. And we do need to include men in these conversations, boys, yeah. everyone, because... They will one day grow up into men and they may have female partners. Also, they probably have sisters mm -hmm. They definitely, you know, have yeah. moms and aunts and those sort of things. So they should know about and daughters one day. You yeah. Know? yeah. So yeah. for me, my first period, my mom wasn't in the country. So guess who had the conversation with me? Oh, my gosh. Oh. Really? How did that go? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was 14, so it wasn't too bad. I had my period later um, yeah. than, at the time than most of my friends. So it was OK. I was older. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it was was more of a conversation of well you can get pregnant now <laughs> wow. wow yeah it's funny like menstruation talking about it in like school times it was a bit yeah. funny a funny subject or becoming a woman but now as you say it is a conversation that's going to kind of affect yeah. other people even those side effects like low libido anxiety depression how that's going to affect like your partners yeah. so it really is something that's indirectly affecting people I too. Do you also feel like in schools they did us, did us a disservice because where it was like a sex education, mm. girls yeah. one day, boys another day. We were never in the same room. Mm. I think only when I got to secondary school, which I went to all girls school, that's when it was um, like, okay, girls, let's talk yeah. about, you know, sexual health, da, 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 where it was more detailed. I was like, okay, yeah. cool, I understand this happens to me, then yeah. this could happen. These yeah. are the side effects. But back in school, especially at a young age, I know friends that started their period yeah. at nine years old. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. Nine years, I was like, yeah what the hell but yeah. the fact that we were just like separated it yeah. gives us this service and if you're like come, come from a family where it's just like yeah you know male yeah 
how do you You'll now be like, know. oh, it's I'm true. going through this, or oh, I need help. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I always push for this, and that's yeah. why I say that it's a conversation that should be had, including everyone. And I completely yeah. understand that girls often may feel uncomfortable and shy to have the discussion with boys, and absolutely <laughs> fine. Have the discussion together, and then yeah. give them the space separately yes. to be able to then ask questions. But they need to know about it. Everybody needs to know. And I, when you talk about, oh, what, what went wrong in the past and what was it that they did in the past, yeah. that kind of thing. So I feel like the focus before was, I mean, you kind of touched on periods, touched on contraception, like don't get pregnant, yeah. ways not to get pregnant. And that was mostly it. You don't have that discussion about period pain and how it could be debilitating and how it could affect your life right. and how actually that could be due to an underlying condition endometriosis adenomyosis yeah. fibroids yeah. all these things mm -hmm. people don't know about and they suffer for years and years and years and years and they become adults and it's only then that they realize oh okay this isn't normal yeah and then i guess for boys i often say that yeah you know they limit it to i don't know what dreams and how to put a condom on we need to have better education. 100%. Yeah. Um, I, I think we all know the basics. So the classic bleeding, mm -hmm. admittedly, that's what I knew. But I think what we wanted to touch on in this episode was the importance of the in-between bits too. Mm -hmm. Because I know you kind of said about the period pains, but then there's also PMS. There's also PMS. the post stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's not just what happens in those seven days of the bleed. Mm -hmm. It's everything else around it. And mm -hmm. I guess people don't really have much awareness of that stuff or yeah. the side effects. Yeah, no, I think that's great. And it's so important because actually the other side can affect an individual quite severely yeah. as well. And yeah. again, because of the hormonal changes. So I said the first phase is um, the menstruation phase. Okay. Mm -hmm. During that phase, the same thing, I'm sorry, at the same time you have the follicular phase. So that's where oh. the, follicles which are immature eggs starts to develop okay mm -hmm, yeah. and as they're developing they're releasing the hormone estrogen now estrogen okay. is that hormone that makes us feel good it gives us the energy it improves our mood and it just keeps going higher and higher um, as the cycle progresses okay right. and then at the middle of the cycle that's where the estrogen level peak and ovulation happens, so that's where the egg is released, and yeah. it, it is at that point where you feel the best. You like you you feel like your memory is the best. You oh, know wow. you're energized. You're yeah. in a great mood, and also your libido goes all the way up. <laughs> but that's because of your it's nature essentially. Your body yeah. is saying, "Look, you you better get pregnant this month." <laughs> <laughs> just released an okay. egg you need to have sex yeah. because the egg needs to meet the sperm i mean we've done all this work right. to get yeah. The, yeah. the womb ready so yeah in that follicular phase the the womb lining is essentially thickening it's making itself perfect okay. to to hold the sperm the fertilized egg wow okay. that's so crazy. Like, let's get comfy let's go let's get cozy yeah. alexa play okay. Beyonce cozy <laughs> right okay okay that makes sense right. yeah. yeah okay so that's the best part of the cycle, all mm -hmm. right? And then the egg can live for about 12 to 24 hours, okay? Yep. Um, and once the egg is released, what remains becomes a structure called corpus luteum. I don't want to go too technical, but it's important to remember this. That releases the hormone progesterone, okay? Mm, right. 
Um, so the estrogen level drops a bit and then it comes up um, as well a little bit because the corpus luteum will produce both progesterone and estrogen, but more so progesterone. Mm -hmm. Now that's the hormone that makes us feel <laughs> blah. Okay. I hate Yeah. So yeah, so that's the hormone that basically makes us feel quite lethargic mm. you know our mood is yeah. off we can feel down and yeah. depressed and anxious and just not really our best and mm. also that dip in estrogen that then also has an effect on our mood and mm -hmm. making us feel really oh so that phase after ovulation is called the luteal phase and that's when people tend to experience what we call PMS, so premenstrual syndrome. Right. So that usually lasts around two weeks, but it varies depending on the individual and even yeah. on the in the individual themselves, it can vary uh, for different cycles. Mm -hmm. And um, it's also the phase where people can have conditions like PMDD. Have you guys heard of what? No, yeah? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. So PMDD stands for P premenstrual dysphoric um, disorder. Okay. And essentially what happens is it's like PMS, but much more severe. Okay. And it can be very debilitating. You know, again, they can have symptoms of depression, feeling low, irritable, less energy, bloating, abdominal pains, abdominal cramps, okay. just not great. And it can be so bad that actually statistically it was released that um, 34% of individuals who suffer with PMDD have been suicidal. Wow. have had have attempted to end their lives Shocking. so this is why we need to have these conversations and i was really pleased that you invited me to talk yeah. about this because so many people aren't aware of that mm -hmm. and they don't make that link of oh <clears throat> i'm always feeling really low right before my period and then i feel better mm. you know and again because you know everyone sees periods and the menstrual cycle it's just it's just one of those things like you know get on with it yeah you don't see it as a big deal or oh she's just so hormonal actually it's a condition yeah. that is making people suicidal yeah you know what i mean so yeah so basically that that that's it you have the menstruation side then mm -hmm. you have the follicular phase that happens alongside then you have the ovulation the best time yeah and then you have the luteal phase now during that phase the luteal phase if the egg doesn't meet the sperm by that point um then the corpus luteum is like all right what's happening here no no pregnancy all right well i give up it just <laughs> shrivels away right yeah and that's why the the levels of progesterone and estrogen drop significantly okay. And then the cycle starts with the womb lining um, shedding. shedding. Right. Oh, my God. It yeah. makes sense. 27 years of young age. <laughs> and it makes sense. Yeah. That's mad. Just taking that in for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I just not know them basics. No, I feel like now thinking about it is that like I'm trying to like focus. Obviously, I'm back at the gym now. So when I'm, mm -hmm. I'm ready to rumble, I'm like, Love yeah, cool. It. I'm in my good phase. <laughs> and then when it comes, yeah. it's like, it's a whole new different person. Mm -hmm. And I do feel, because I come from a family where it's a lot of females, all of us have different type of emotions. Sometimes I like, don't talk to that person because they're very, very evil. It's one of those <laughs> where it's like, she's very kind today, yeah. but then she's very low. Yeah. I'm the loud person in my house. So yeah. when I'm quiet, they're like, something's wrong. Something oh no, yeah. period. Yeah. It's coming, it's on its yeah. way. So yeah. it's, now that you've explained it, it's good to kind of like picture what's going on mm. inside, but also think about my emotions, my mm. hormones, how I'm feeling mm. yeah. and how that affects those around so, me as well. Do Is it quite, are we empowering ourselves by tracking ourselves? Because yeah. I think mm. a lot of women maybe 
you know want to be natural and just want to mm. go with the flow yeah. pardon the pun but is it better if we should be looking at okay this is why i'm feeling this yeah. way and this is seven days before my period mm. is that better for women i think so i yeah. i think it's really important that we know ourselves and we understand our body we understand our cycles we understand mm-hmm. how things work for us as individuals yeah because you can kind of plan your time as well like okay i know that i'm most productive it's coming up soon i'm gonna make sure that i do the best i can during this time and also it helps you have more compassion for yourself because it's like Mm -hmm. okay actually do you know what i'm not being sensitive it's the hormones i literally don't have any control over this yeah it's just one of those things i also think it's helpful and i have a reel on my uh, page talks with dr sissy on instagram uh, where i've basically broken down it's a quick video showing yeah. you uh, the same person but over the four um phases of the cycle okay. right okay. and I had so many comments and people sending me DMs saying, oh, my God, this makes so much. I finally understand why this happens. Yeah. But it's also been helpful in my relationship. And this is where it's helpful for men to understand. Um, So my husband now, before we used to have more arguments during my luteal phase and he's watched it now and he's like, oh, okay. She's not being snappy at me. She's it's not being rude. <laughs> <laughs> it's not her. It's the yeah. yeah, literally, it's yeah. not you. It's your hormones, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Yeah, there was um a viral clip of um Jack Whitehall in one of his stand up talking about oh I've learned that there's only a specific number of days a month I should ask my wife something <laughs> without her getting pissed off. And now Flo, that app, yeah. have come out with this like a uh, partners mode. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I mean, it's great. Yeah. Well, we should be tracking ourselves. But the idea of a man having one up on me going like, oh, do you know what? Do you know what? It's no bother asking you today. I know what you're let, doing Let me give there. her a couple of days and she'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm human. Yeah. I, and also, I guess we have to say not every woman is the same. So mm. some people might, you know, really be affected by those hormone drops yeah. than others. Yeah. So, yeah. And some people might not be affected at all. Like this mm. is again why I say know yourself, know right. your cycle, know how it works. And I I think honestly, I I genuinely think it's a positive thing. I don't feel like it's a guy um tracking or it being intrusive. And it doesn't have to be a guy, like partners can be yeah. um, women as well. But um it's just I feel like it can be helpful for relationships, mm. right? So then you have the understanding that you know what, they're not attacking me and they're not trying to be difficult with me. Mm. Actually, I I just need to be more supportive as a partner and yeah. realize that okay, let's let's just leave it for now. It's not the right time. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I actually think it's a good thing. I think it's helpful and it could probably prevent loads of squabbles and not unnecessary yeah. arguments. I'm in two minds. I feel like in terms of partners, it makes sense. But then let's say for instance, in the workspace, right? Yeah, yeah. Where when I started work, working in retail, yeah. something as your period, I used to dread telling my manager, oh, I'm on today. Mm. I can't work or I'm in severe pain. I yeah. can't come in. Cause it's one of them ones where it's like, they didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, obviously now that I'm pretty sure- I need work, a manager's mode. <laughs> 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 partners managers mode <laughs> here's a screening of how i feel right now yeah. but, um i just find it interesting how back then it was something yeah. like okay don't speak about it you're embarrassed about it i can't emotionally come to you mm. and be like i really do. i love my job don't get me wrong yeah. but right now i just can't give yeah. me the grace to yeah. um you know have this time out because yeah. i'm going my body's going through it yeah. um so I hear the tracking thing. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know how t- 
to be incorporated with work. Hello, society. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. send well, up to the HR system. HR, yeah. <laughs> so I think what's really great um, with the women's health strategy yeah. and also the fact that there's so much more awareness now. There are loads of people pushing for more health yes. awareness in this you know <laughs> women's and gynecological reproductive space yeah um there are work-based pledges that are being mm-hmm. made i mean menopause is a really big thing but also yeah. i feel like now people are becoming more in tune with the fact that you know we can have menstrual health problems that can significantly impact our productivity yeah. our ability to come into work at all mm-hmm. you know um and just whether or not um, we, we can perform in the best way um, yeah. at work. So it's putting things in place to support your employees yeah. and also believing your employees, you know, and and making it a safe space that they will feel comfortable enough yeah. to have this conversation because it's not inappropriate to have that kind of conversation with your employer. Yeah. You, you should be able to say, look, I'm really struggling right now. Yeah. And if, you know, you mention that it's because of your period. Yeah. That's fine, you know, but I will also say here, anybody who's watching this, look, if you are having periods that are so painful that they're impacting your life, Mm. whether that be um, affecting you going to work, going to school, affecting you doing your day to day, that is not normal. Yeah. Get that checked out. I wish I had that. Please. Yeah, same. (laughs) I wish I had that. I I used to miss my exams because they were that bad. Oh my goodness. Yes, I'd take my exams when after everybody else took it. So after I was off, then I'd come into a private room, then do my exams. Did you ever get it checked? Um, I did, but it was down to like low iron for me. Oh, yeah. yeah so you must have had heavy periods yeah then. very heavy mm, i had the same thing i i went to my gp mm. about what i thought was maybe endometriosis symptoms yeah. like i when i was at school i used to have the most horrific periods like mm. i would wake up in the middle of the night and black out physically wow. wake oh, up wow. on the on the bathroom floor and i bled so much and i'm having the bum shooting pains Every, <laughs> everything is happening <laughs> And then I've gone to the GP and I've said, look, this, this like, is this endometriosis? Like, it yeah. seems a lot of the symptoms. Yeah. And they said, oh, well, it's just because you've woke up in the middle of the night. So it could be low blood sugar um, and you could just be having really severe uh, period pains. Mm-hmm. And this just went on for years and years. And oh, it was God. never like an endometriosis uh, diagnosis. It was just, uh, no, you're just a person that has severe period pains. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry that you went through that. Have you had investigation? Uh, no, because it's always been passed off as, um, yeah, severe period pain. Some people have it worse than others kind of thing. Okay, so I'm going to debunk that myth. <laughs> sure, go. I'm not trying to give any personal medical advice, but I yeah. would always say that if you feel like you're not listened to and yeah. um, you're not being supported, supported, sorry, uh, and you think that it might be a condition please keep pushing for it. Okay. Whether it means you seek a second or third or fourth opinion, just keep pushing. Mm. You need to have some sort of investigation done, right? If you're concerned that you have heavy, painful periods, they do things like either an ultrasound scan. If they think that it might be endometriosis, they may do what's called laparoscopy, which is keyhole surgery, where they have a look inside to see Mm -hmm. whether or not you have endometriotic tissue. So it's always important to please push and advocate for yourself and know that periods that make you black out is not just a plight that you and that you as an individual goes through yeah and also you need to at least have some sort of treatment because to be honest there's treatment out there are treatment options out there and i Mm -hmm. think that so many times um people 
have had very painful, severe periods for the longest time or heavy periods. Mm. And say, for instance, oh, it runs in my family or yeah, that it one. runs in the family or, oh, I've had this for the longest time. It's fine. Uh, you don't realize that that's not normal and you don't get it checked out. Yeah. I think that, again, having these conversations mm. openly, um, learning more about periods and womb health and yeah. different menstrual health problems that can be associated and also knowing that you can ask questions you can push for investigations mm. to be done i feel like it could change things so yeah, yeah big es big especially like that the, the idea of the in-between bits because yeah we all know that the seven days but kind of highlighting that i'm actually not okay some of the other days of the month yeah. and then the bit after that i think that would help both employers and yeah. people around us our partners yeah definitely knowledge is power it goes a long way and it can save lives so i know there's medication out there obviously the mm. painkillers when people are on mm. there's like the neurofen period pain tablets and so on mm -hmm. but in terms of like health food and diet mm -hmm. are we doing ourselves a disservice when it comes to like feeding ourselves and mm -hmm. how can we kind of like manage like mm -hmm. our nurture. diets yeah nurture our bodies our reproductive system <laughs> down there yeah <laughs> um okay so what i would say is what i always say to everyone okay yeah. when we talk about health in general the best thing that you can do five five leading health tips okay yeah make sure that you're eating healthily right okay. you're having mm -hmm. your fruits and vegetable make sure that you're exercising and yes you can exercise in your period if yes. you want to and mm -hmm. if you can <laughs> yeah, if you can if you can and if you want to yeah. like, there's a myth that um exercise is unsafe or unharmful when you're on your period that's not true you can if you want to mm. um don't smoke <laughs> minimize alcohol or, or don't drink at all yeah um and maintain a healthy weight okay those are basic things that we should all strive to do okay? yeah right but when we talk about our menstrual health and our diet they are interlinked you know if we're eating unhealthily if we're having loads of takeout fried food <laughs> you know a lot of red meat yeah, yeah. Um, these are all what we call inflammatory foods okay. mm -hmm. lots of refined sugar they will impact our periods because they cause the body to become more inflamed mm -hmm. and so on. So um, it's really important that we ensure that we have healthy diets, that yeah. we're having anti-inflammatory foods. So things like avocado, blueberries, pineapple. <laughs> yeah, write it all down, bro. <laughs> you know, cut down on the bread, the dairy oh, products. Oh, on the bread. <laughs> right, yeah. Like the white bread. You just need to have i would say basically have the foods that are natural right yeah. mm. cut down on your processed food uh, processed meat get the things that grow on the trees <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know all those things can help to um, improve and our overall wellness and our menstrual health yeah. yeah so will that like help the side effects a little bit if we if we are nurturing our body in that way yeah absolutely so okay. when we talk about pain that happens during the period um or when we talk about pain in general, it's because of an inflammatory process. Right. Mm. So if we're eating foods that are causing our body to become more inflamed, it will make our period pain worse. Yeah. You know, it would perhaps make our periods more heavy. It could impact those things. Yeah. It could make us feel worse as well, make us feel more lethargic because the body is working harder. But that's that's ironic because when I think about the chocolate that I want to consume oh when I'm in that little time, but then I'm bending over like Ebenezer Scrooge <laughs> walking around the You're house. You're sitting down your bed having oh. Yeah. I don't feel so great after. <laughs> no, Shocking. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But then I don't think it's my it's me affecting my period. I just think that I was just the pain, so of course <laughs> yeah. it's gonna hurt. So Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. It's just getting the balance right. I mean, obviously we're human. I'm not mm-hmm. telling you like completely cut them down, uh, cut them out. Sorry, yeah. uh, but definitely cut down. Uh, yeah. And you might notice a difference. A lot of people often say that actually when they've improved their diet, they've noticed a change in mm-hmm. in their cycle. Sorry, yeah. in their periods. Um, sometimes they say that it's it's lighter. You know, it's not as painful. Yeah. So it's something to consider for sure. But now I'm thinking about it. When I was younger, maybe didn't have such a healthier diet. Mm. But maybe I I think my period pains are less painful Mm. as an adult is that Mm. like a a theory Mm. or is that something that happens as you do get older i think it varies depending on the individual because Mm. unfortunately you do have people who as they get older they get worse periods Um, and then also you can get conditions like adenomyosis endometriosis developing as you get older so it varies on the individual it sounds like you've been quite fortunate that things have improved but also you've also said that your diet has improved it has but i was also put on the combined pill so Ah, i don't know if that there's interlinks but i haven't i didn't have a period i was always skipping those seven days yeah yeah yeah. maybe it wasn't the right idea no no that's fine (laughs) that's fine okay Okay, so another myth (laughs) a lot of people think yeah and actually, do you know what? This was because it's what we were advised to do initially. So mm. when the pill came out, yeah. uh, in order for the Catholic Church to agree to it, it needed to uh, fit in with what's what was more most natural in yeah. a woman. And that, yeah. you know, we bled for at least seven days. So that was the whole point oh, to wow. let, you know, the person taking the pill bleed for seven days, seven okay. days. But you didn't have to. Yeah. You know, it's come out um, that you don't need to take those pill-free breaks. It's not necessary at all. You can just continue. I know there's some um, individuals, obviously, who would prefer to yeah. bleed. Like, okay, at least I know I that. I was going to say know, there's yeah. that myth that the yeah. blood, like, collects. No. You're not shedding it. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sure so, I thought that point. So when you're on the pill, it's not the same as when you're not on the pill. Because you're getting a constant... Um, constant flow of progesterone and estrogen depending on which one you have so if you have the combined pill it has both estrogen and progesterone because you have a constant small amount um, in your blood and your body um, that essentially keeps the lining of the womb thin so it's not thickening remember all the period is is you shedding your the lining of the womb so it may thicken very like a very 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 tiny amount Um, and that's why once you stop the pill you you have what's called a withdrawal bleed so Mm. that's not a period it's just because the hormones you've dropped you basically drop the hormones right you're not having the hormones anymore so you might bleed um, just a little bit so you can back to back it's absolutely fine um, to do that and it's safe actually and they've said that for instance if you back to back a lot and you start to notice that you're having spotting and all of that then take a four or seven day break and yeah. then start a new pack again and yeah. cool. shake it back to speaking no of bleeding. myths we had another one uh the concept of syncing up <laughs> yeah. with, with your friends i remember at yeah. school one of us on our period the next day it's like a pack of werewolves <laughs> or something <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah is that a real thing no unfortunately oh we're really not no <laughs> Really? Sorry, guys. I hate to break it to you, but no, I know it's pretty cool, right? Um, Well, not. I don't know. (laughs) Depending on who's living, (laughs) I mean, the pack of individuals. I I used to love it because let's say, for instance, at home and my parents used to live with us. It was used to be my mum, me, Mm -hmm. then my sister. So Mm -hmm. my mum will buy the period pads. She'll stock up the the fridge and everything. Like, okay, cool. Then my sister, (laughs) oh yes, kind. I'm next. I'm preparing myself. So it's just a coincidence. Yes. Literally the best word to use. Let me explain. Okay, the science. (laughs) Not the moon or the sea or the water. No. Right. No, no. And you're not syncing anything up or anything like that. It's basically... (laughs) 
um, it's 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 kind of like I guess it's by chance. What happens is if, for instance, okay, you it may actually be that you know you've lived with people who all have a similar length of cycle, mm-hmm. similar length of period, and then it just coincided that y'all are having it at the same time. Or it could be that, say, for instance, three different um, people with three different cycles are living together. Say one has a short cycle of twenty three days the other one may have 28 the other one has 30 right Mm. and say one's period lasts seven days and the other ones last four and the other one lasts five eventually it will come a time where all of you will be on the period at the same time but Mm. one of them might be on day two whereas the other one is on day five and the other one might be on day seven so it seems like y'all are having the same uh, the period at the same time but (laughs) you're not that does make sense because the next month it didn't really happen again (laughs) (laughs) we just mean the lulu oh no is that confirmation bias you want it to be true like listen to how this we just want to be a part of something oh my god so you only remember the times when you synced up and it might have been that it was only I don't know three or four times in the year oh my god we're always synced up no (laughs) she said no no oh wow that was true that's wild I thought that was a cool thing about yeah we we all synced together back to back (laughs) okay So are there any other myths you hear around, you know, periods, menstrual cycles that we can Um, debunk? Yeah. So, okay. What do we say? Okay. Here's another one, but this is um, with regards to period products. Okay. Mm. Um, So can tampons get lost inside you or menstrual cups? Yes. Yeah. Maybe not lost, but wedged. Okay. (laughs) Wedged. Okay. Stuck. 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 Sorry. Good. So that. You said yes, but actually it's no. Okay, so they can never get lost. Lost. Yeah. They can get stuck and difficult to find, but they can never get lost because... Ah, anatomy lessons. It's go. You, you have the gatekeeper of um, the womb, basically. So it, obviously, this is the vagina, yeah. right? The only place you can go is up here, up right? There. And this is the cervix. And the cervix has the tiniest hole, unless you're giving birth, and it's 10 centimeters. And so if you think about it, say this is a menstrual cup, Gosh. right? You put the menstrual cup in, yeah. it yeah. just sits there. There's literally nowhere else for it to go. Right. Ah. It can't. It cannot go back past there. And then the oh, same way, I just twinged inside. But again, with the tampon, nowhere else to go. There's right. so many, like, back in the day, rumors you hear, you're thinking, that's why I used to be scared of wearing a tampon. Same, mm. same. I wore a p- pad for years. There yeah. was, oh gosh, I've got a very embarrassing story, right? So we went to visit a family friend yeah. in Par- in France. They live in the countryside. So imagine the nearest shop is an hour drive. Oh gosh. And I was on. Oh. Right. So we run out of pads and I'm like, I need to change my pad. Mm. So obviously there was at the time there was only my cousin and her her partner there. And I think she was out in the garden and he was in the house. So get into the bathroom. Mm. Oh, run out of pads. Oh, yeah. Um and I was like, knocking guys i need some i need i need yeah. some pads and all this tampons i don't like that yeah. i'm gonna get pregnant i can't put that on me <laughs> I, so I panicked yeah. i stayed in that bathroom until they drove an hour to oh buy pads. Wow. like it was the most traumatic experience so those tampons there put them away Oops, they're yeah not my, they're not my best friend but um <laughs> i'm I've grown now. Yeah. yeah. But it was a very traumatic moment for me. I think that's the case for a lot of people. I was exactly the same. I don't yeah. know why I was so scared of tampons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. I think it's the thought of having something inside you because I, I was the same. And then there are individuals who may suffer with a condition called vaginismus, which is right. where you get involuntary spasms of the vaginal muscles. Um, 
or the pelvic floor muscles. So like it literally, you feel like you cannot get anything in. Mm. Um, so that, that sometimes can make it scary. Yeah. And then it's like, what's going on? But yeah, if, if you've ever, if you've ever experienced that again, yeah. go see your doctor. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a, there is a cure. It can be cured. Um, you just need the support. Yeah. yeah. And my mom hates them. She used to scare us like, it's not good. African parents. It's yeah. not good. You yeah. shouldn't put it up you. Yeah. But yeah. mom, I don't want to leak if my yeah. pad is overfilled. So see, that isn't normal. That's another. <laughs> oh, Christine. Is that yeah. a myth? Look, you shouldn't be doubling up on your period products. If you need oh. to do that. Yeah. That's not normal. You need to get checked out. It means your periods are too heavy. And yeah. it could be that there's an underlying condition. Yeah. No right? way. Yes. If you're having to change your pads every hour, right? If you're having to double up on your pads, if you're bleeding through constantly, it's called flooding. Uh, if you're experiencing flooding, anything like that. Yeah. That's not normal. You know, mm. that means that your periods are too heavy. And again, it could be an underlying condition. Yeah. It could be fibroids, which is actually more common in yeah. black women, you know, two to three times more common. So it's important that you know that even again, even if it runs in your family that, oh, you know, we, we all have heavy periods. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. It, please just get it checked out because there are simple things that we can do. Again, ultrasound scan yeah. to see whether or not there's something underlying. Mm. Again, bloods. Is there a thyroid disorder or something? There is something that we can always do to try and figure it out. But at the same time, there's something that we can do and give you mm -hmm. to help manage it. Because you're not, you know, if you're losing a lot of blood from your period, it's going to make your iron low, which then yes. can cause the symptoms of anemia, yeah. headache, yep. lethargy, tiredness, yeah. dizziness. That's, That's crazy. That's so true. I think it always gets blamed on like, like, oh, do you know what my mum? My mum used to have heavy, heavy yeah, periods, or right. like, like this is just normal. Yeah. But it's yeah. just like, no, what's actually normal for you? I think what yes. we do a lot of the time is to look around to other people. Yeah, and like, compare. my friends might have had really light periods, yeah. then they went on the pill, yeah. but that might not have been right for me. But I yeah. think what's important with getting to know ourselves yeah. is what is our own normal kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that's true. So we got some myths that we found on the internet and we just want to share some of them with you and then we can kind of like, you know, debunk them and see whether they're... Are they real? Are they are fake? They, yeah. yeah. Let's are they, do it. Let's go. Uh, so first one, you can't get pregnant on your period. Oh, this is my favorite one. <laughs> oh. No. All right. You can? You Can you? Yes. But the... How does... The Isn't egg, the egg somewhere yeah. else? Yeah. Okay. Shall we talk about it? Please. <laughs> it all <laughs> we need to Okay. It all has to do with cycles and the length. Okay. Yeah. Now, remember I told you that the egg can live for twelve to twenty four hours. Oh. Right? And guess what? Sperm can live up to five days. Okay. Classic. All right. Now think about it. Of course they can. Of course they can. Yeah. You know they're resilient. Where's the egg? So, if you, for instance, have a period that lasts, let's say, seven days, mm -hmm. all right, and you have sex on day seven, mm -hmm. all right, um, and the sperm's hanging around and where <laughs> in me, in you, yes, chilling. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> pesky little yeah <laughs> oh, so the, the hits hanging around okay yeah. right and it lives five days and yeah. say that's around day 12 say your cycles are only 20 
four days in Lent. Let's say something like that, mm. right? And let's say you ovulate around. You know, so ovulation can happen anytime between nine to seven days, nine, nine to 17, day nine to 17, okay? Kay. Right? What if ovulation happened around that day 12? Yeah. Right? If you had a shorter cycle. The sperm's there. The egg is there. Get out. They met. What? And the baby came. <laughs> so so it doesn't even have to happen on said day of sex. The, the sperm and the egg can be doing the dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, 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 yeah. They just need to meet. That's literally <sighs> it. The... And this, you know, you could make so many videos out there <laughs> possible, but literally you could just, it could be, you know, one of those scary movies just lurking around waiting for the, the oh egg to come God. out. And the egg is like, oh, there you go. There Whoa. You go. I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> and there have been people who've been cut out um, because they think, oh, you know what? We're having sex when I'm on my period. Um, the egg isn't there. So it's absolutely fine. <gasps> and again... This is why it is very important to understand and know your cycle. Yeah. So what some people do is they may, uh, you can kind of tell when around the time when you're going to ovulate. So often um, there's like a slight temperature rise. So you feel warmer. Also, you can, some people check their cervical mucus. My friend says she can feel it. Yes. When the egg pops out. Is that a thing? Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean feel like? She said, she goes, oh. They were, uh, excuse me. Whoop, like, there it goes. It's like a click inside there, a kind of release. Yes, that's true. That's it's mad. called Mittelschmerz. Oh, that's Mittel what the pain is called. I think that's the person who, yeah. <laughs> who discovered it. Um, but yeah, no, it's possible. It's, wow. And it's because, yeah, you technically, it is. The egg is released. Yeah. So some people can feel it and they can feel what side. And, and yeah. What I'm side? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so when, oh my God, maybe no, maybe, maybe I feel it too. I get like a bit of like, oh, what's going on here? Like, yeah. oh. Probably just gas, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I might be feeling it. I'm, I'm gonna check my cycle. I might be feeling it. Maybe. Wow, mm. interesting. So wait, how do I know if two comes, two eggs come out? Was it? Because I want twins. So. Oh no! no. Oh, it's just like one. It's the I'm, one. Yeah, oh. but but I mean, oh. sometimes yeah, sometimes two eggs can be released. But um, I think what often happens is you get the. Anyway, that's, that's not how twins work. That's not how twins work. You'll be back for a baby episode. <laughs> Basics of babies. Okay, uh, number two. It's rare. Very, very rare for that okay. time. <laughs> um, virgins can't wear tampons. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a, of course no. Mm-hmm. False. So what the heck is virginity? I like I hate that word. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't ask me. My, my don't know anything clearly. <laughs> but no, first of all, virginity is a social construct. Okay, right. Mm. Yeah, and that has patriarchy riddled all over it. Because how do we know whether a man is a virgin or not? You know what I mean? So often when they talk about virginity and women, right? It's because of this thin band of tissue called the hymen. Hymen, Okay. And often we have it when we're born. um, And it's just a thin sheet that often covers just at the entrance of the vagina. Yeah. Um, But there's so many different types of hymen. Some people don't even have uh, any holes coming out of it. Some people have... um, like holes on either side. There's so many different names, so many different types, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, there is this thought process that if, you know, you put a tampon in, it's going to break it, right? Because the skin is supposed to be, um, it's supposed to be this closed sheet that has tiny holes to allow you to bleed when you're on your period, Mm -hmm. right? 
Um, but when you put a tampon and you rip it and, and that's an indication that you don't have your virginity anymore, but that's, I'm like in the nicest way. That's stupid. <laughs> you know, so tampon's going to take away my virginity. My finger is going to take away my virginity yeah. or things like horseback riding it's or riding cycling a bike, right? or, yeah. or gymnastics. Anything can break break the hymen, wow. and actually sometimes it doesn't even break; it just stretches a little bit and to to allow mm. things to go into place. Right. So, no, that in order for that myth to be true, virginity and hymen, all of that needs to be true as well. But that's mm. a social construct, and also define virgin. Does mm. virgin mean that you've never had penetrative sex? Right. So does that mean that sex is only sex if it's penetrative? Right? What about people? who don't have sex um, that's penetrative, whether mm. it's same-sex couples or... Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Such a good point. It neg wow. negates them completely. Yeah. Okay. Here, next one says, you shouldn't have sex on your period. Uh, you can do what I you want. Free, free world. Yeah. Free will. Right? Well, you guys answered yeah. it. Thank yeah, you. yeah. You can have sex on your period. I think um, it's whatever your preference is. Mm. For some people, actually, it can help with the period cramps because mm. when you're having sex, you're releasing oxytocin, you know. Wow. And again, that's like a feel-good hormone. Yeah. And that can help with the cramps. Some people say they feel hornier on their period. Mm. Is that a thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. That can happen to some mm. individuals. Again, how your body responds to yeah. hormones. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one, you don't bleed when you're sleeping. It's like a Coke bottle laid down. Whoever put that detail in, <laughs> oh, is weird. Wow. Huh? It's like a Coke. Oh, because oh, when okay. you stand like up, horizontal. it's like gravity. <laughs> okay, let us debunk this. Now. Yeah, so please. <laughs> <laughs> so Sorry, I'm really thrown off by the Coke bottle. <laughs> Why does it have to be a Coke bottle? Yeah, comparing a lovely lazy, a lovely female to a coke what's a what figure eight right uh, okay so it okay gravity helps obviously but yeah. it's not about gravity what it is there is a hormone released when we are having our period or during mm. menstruation okay it's called mm. prostaglandins and it causes the womb muscles to contract and it is this contraction which helps to expel Right. the womb lining mm. right so even if you're lying flat regardless of gravity because it's still doing that it's gonna come out i mean mm. obviously if you stand up it you, i mean it happens you stand up when you're on your period and you can feel a gush that's gravity yeah. but you, yes when you're sleeping you can still bleed and that's why some people unfortunately notice that you know they they may have bl bled through their pads right <laughs> you know in their sleep so. at night of mm. course it's possible yes <laughs> Uh, Christy, next one. Yeah, so PMS is all in the head. That is body, mind, and soul. Yeah, P PMS, pre-stress. Yeah. What, what's it? Premenstrual syndrome. 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 Mm -hmm. It's not all in the so, head. So no, of course not. It is a real thing, yeah. and that's such a dismissive and gaslighting comment and statement to make. Because actually, if you didn't know this, 90% of women go through P PMS. And again, I told wow. you it's because of the hormonal changes and how we respond to it. Mm. The severe, most severe form PMDD can be so bad, like I say, it can make people feel suicidal. And the issue when it comes to this is that it's so, it's so dismissed or mm. misunderstood yeah. that you have statements like this, which is completely unhelpful. PMS is real. We need more research on PMS. Interesting fact, in case you guys were wondering. 
Uh, okay, I'm going to ask you actually the question. How many times more research do you think there is on erectile dysfunction compared to PMS? Oh, there's an annoying amount. Yeah, like, I feel like, let's say between uh, one to five. How many times do you think? There's uh, probably five times more. Yeah. There is. There's five times more research um, on erectile dysfunction crazy. that affects 19% of men compared to PMS that affects 90% of women. Do you know why I find this very unfair? We're meant to be carrying the kids of the, the future, right? So yeah. you guys need to look after us. Yes. So do the research on us, Listen. please and thank you. Listen. Okay, do you know, minus cancer research, yeah. it's about 1% to 2% of overall health research on women's health. Noted. Minus cancer. Com- <laughs> um, affecting 51% of the population. There's about 1% to 2%. Things are improving mm. painfully slowly, but we're getting there eventually. Uh, essentially, what it was is that the healthcare system was created by men, mm. for men. Mm. And also, because us women are so complicated with our cycles and our hormones doing that. It's like, no, 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 no. Let's not test it on them. We need something more stable <laughs> to test it on men. So a lot of the times, a lot of the medications that have been out there have been specifically tested and tried out on men and mm. not women. And it's only now that they're doing more and more of the research. Mm. And even something like if we're not even talking about health, sorry, I'm, I get really frustrated <laughs> by this reality. Even seatbelts, you yeah. know, and accidents prevention. Mm. Everything was done, tested on a male dummy. It's only, I think, last year or the year before that they started testing on female dummies, like yeah. with breasts, <laughs> you know? Great. Interesting. And, and even, oh, sorry. <laughs> and one more thing. And even the CPR dummies, they never had breasts. Right, it's yeah. so hypersexualized. Now we have an Annie. <gasps> yeah. That, oh, yeah. Man. Sorry, my training. Love it. <laughs> Mad. Okay, uh, you can speed up your period by pushing it out. No, surely not. <laughs> of course not. Why would you do that? Yeah, no. so no, no, no. Just <laughs> no. Okay, Christy? Okay, you lose a teaspoon amount of blood. Wrong. I do about 17 ladles. <laughs> that is 17 so ladles? Oh my ladles. goodness. That is oh, wow. not a teaspoon. No, that's, that's no. A, a small amount. So um, on average, they say it shouldn't it shouldn't be more than 18 mils. I, I guess that's not... Like you said 18 helpful. ladles. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So it shouldn't be more than that much. I don't know how, how, how many mils is a teaspoon. I guess it depends. Okay. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is it varies depending on the individual. Mm. Um, again, it's what it is for you as the individual. And if you are finding that you're passing... Um, lots of clots right mm. or you're having you're changing your pad like literally it's blood filled it's soaked mm. um then that's abnormal but mm. yeah if you change your pad i guess every four to five hours and you know it's not completely filling up the whole thing and yeah. obviously it gets lighter as the days go on yeah and that should be fine it another interesting fact is that for the longest time when they tested on period products they use like this they didn't use blood. Mm. They never used blood. They only started using blood last year. Yeah. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. So what were they using? That little blue liquid the, on the, the adverts? The blue liquid that they put on the, la- yeah. the advert. And obviously blood is very different to Thank that. You. So it's 100%. only, I, I, I believe um, it was only last year that we were able to quantify how much of the products could actually carry. Because before it was like, oh, you could carry this much blood or, yeah. you know, it's it's perfect for your period. And actually when we tested it with blood, it, was, it wasn't as great. Yeah. Certain products. Huh. 
<laughs> the cheek. The cheek. Um, okay, next one. Women get me. Sorry, women get moody when they're on their period because that's when testosterone levels are the highest, whereas men are strongest because they're used to these levels all the time. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote that? Then? <laughs> okay, um, I'm not sure when testosterone is the highest. I don't think it's then. I, I thought that it would have been around the ovulation time, but I'll check that. Okay. Um, so women, we've already spoken about this. The reason that they're moody during um, the period is because of that significant drop in sure. um, sex hormone levels. And the estrogen is, is lowest at that point as well. Um, so that's why. But also they're moody because they're in freaking pain. Thank Excuse you. me. Thank you. Talk to yeah. me like that. You know? right. They're lethargic and yeah. tired. Thank you. you know? God, if so... I saw a man shed, shedding his uterus lining. Oh, I'd like to see you try. Yeah. Well, yeah. When they, okay, interesting fact. If you guys didn't know this yeah. one, I'm just dropping all these facts so for you drop guys. Drop the bomb. Yeah. Um, period pain, they've discovered, can be as significant and as severe and as painful as a heart attack. I can believe that. For some individuals. I'm not saying that's all. That's right. yeah. Now, now, when I was in med school and even you know as a as a doctor if we think that someone um is having a heart attack yeah. we follow the acronym mona m being the first thing morphine mm. we give the person morphine because they're having a heart attack if period pains can be as significant as a heart attack and we're telling them eh, go take paracetamol mm. Mm. Or hot water bottle come on mm. you know what i mean i'm so- supposed to go to work <laughs> when i'm having a Inside a heart attack in leave, my pelvis. Leave my house. Get on that transfer. No. And no. CFL. <laughs> on my period. Oh my God. So yeah, it can be that significant. And I guess the point of the matter is, let's just completely... Oh, I work um, with Wellbeing of Women. I'm an ambassador for Wellbeing of Women. And we mm. started a campaign called Just a Period, which mm. essentially is to remove that term completely. It's right. never mm. just a period. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Let's stop, you know, nullifying and belittling experience lived in experience that people Mm. go through and let's believe people when they say like women especially when they say i'm in pain i can't do this yeah and also let's stop gaslighting each other you know like okay maybe my periods aren't that heavy or aren't that painful Mm. that doesn't mean everyone else's period is not like don't say oh you know they use the word man up (laughs) No. <laughs> yeah. I'm in pain. Yeah. I, I'm going to say that. I'm in pain. I'm not for nobody. Yeah. Wow. Um, but, oh, I, you know, sometimes you, you have to be careful. I'm a feminist, okay? But that doesn't mean I'm anti-men. I have yeah. a husband and I have a son. Yeah. Okay? It's not about that. It's just for equal and equitable rights and mm. equitable um, treatment yeah because the gap the gender health gap is ridiculous Mm. and it's so bad in so many parts of the world even in the uk we have the worst (laughs) we have the worst gender health gap i think in the whole of the g20 whoa we need to do better Mm. we need to listen to ourselves better when the women's health um they did a a women's health survey the call for evidence the department of health in 2021 mm-hmm. and the people who came out it, what came out of it out of 100,000 women was that 80% of them felt like they were dismissed or weren't listened to 80% mm. we need to do better and mm. i say that as a healthcare yeah. professional 
Yeah. And going back to that point, we shouldn't make periods comparable to a man being kicked in the balls. Yeah. Stop saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, next one. You can't eat or drink cold foods on your period because it will make your flow chunky. <laughs> oh, wow. Where'd you guys get these from? Yeah. What? <laughs> the internet is a bad place. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm sure that's got absolutely that nothing to do false. with the texture of my blood. <laughs> No, no, I don't know where that's come from. No. <laughs> Silly. Okay, last one. Uh, don't eat warm foods because it will make your flow heavy. No, I don't, mm. I don't know about... Look, I... Okay. These are all just <laughs> interesting, <laughs> interesting facts. I mean, I'll, I'll say that if you feel hot, if you feel overheated, maybe don't eat the hot food. Yeah. <laughs> like, do what Basic works common for sense. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, do what works for you, works best for you. It's not going to heat up your... Come on. It's not going to cook my insides. <laughs> just, a bub- just bubbling it whilst it comes out. Yeah. You know, that's, that's like, then don't use a hot water bottle. No. I, I don't know about that one. Okay. But yeah, I would say false. If you touch plants during your period, they will die. Wow. <laughs> Power, man. That's the same little, same little witches that were saying about syncing up periods as a thing. <laughs> no. I think it's because for the longest time, Whenever we thought about periods or we talked about periods, it's often seen as dirty and toxins. And in some cultures, they say, you know, the women need to stay indoors or just stay away from people. Mm. (laughs) You know, there was that there was a lot of that ideology when in some respects at that time, it's kind of like, okay, we're giving the woman time Time to go through it. It was supposed to, and my, and look, I, this is my understanding. I think it was probably supposed to be like a supportive thing, maybe during that phase. Okay. But then I, with time, it, it's just that myth of it's dirty, it's toxins, you're passing germs around, you know? Mm. So that's why I guess maybe that's where that myths come from, where you touch a plant and they die. Mm. I'm on my period. Yeah. It's not true. <laughs> okay, good, good. <sighs> Amazing. What you've I've your... got a myth. Well, that's what I used to think. I used to think that we only got our periods because of Adam and Eve, because Eve ate the, the apple oh, tree. Oh god. That was oh, well, like karma. Yeah, that's karma yeah. for us because she ate the apple tree. Oh, <laughs> <God>. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the beauty of periods. Because we yeah. often focus on the negatives. Yeah. So the whole process of this menstrual cycle is to make a baby. Yeah. It's beautiful. Forget about that part, don't we? Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're, it's we're, true. <laughs> it's an we're amazing thing. Life. Yeah. And, and the whole process is to create life. And mm. the periods happen because unfortunately, you know, it didn't happen at that on um, at that point. But you know, it's also it's a good way it's to tell us that, you know, things are healthy. It's yeah. it's a good thing to happen uh, to us as as women, as people who menstruate, as individuals. It's part of life. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good note to end on. It's a very powerful thing, but we should empower ourselves by mm-hmm. understanding what is going on inside us. Yeah. Because it only helps ourselves and everyone else around yeah. us kind of thing. Our group chats, our girlies. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Share the words. Yeah. Love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. No it's been worries. amazing. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I, I just want to say, do not keep this in the group chat please go and oh, share no, it with the yeah, world yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes please these are conversations we need to keep having and just yeah let's just stop the taboo and break it yes, yes absolutely so. well thank you so much uh, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Tea at Full and we'll see you next week bye, bye. oh that was so good it's amazing I love thank my period <laughs> I love